The Sons of Saturday podcast is brought to you by our friends at Main Street Pharmacy. Located right on Main Street in Blacksburg, Virginia, Main Street Pharmacy is proudly owned by a Hokie family and has been a partner of this podcast since 2020. MSP offers free delivery, curbside pickup, and vaccinations as well. If you are a student or resident in the Blacksburg area, you can always trust that at Main Street Pharmacy, you are not just a number, you are a neighbor. Everybody, it is Tuesday, May 23rd. It is 7:10. Pat just finished his hot boy walk. I just finished my hot boy walk. And Devin is wrapping up day two of working at Virginia Tech. Who's Devin? Devin Wilson is a fan favorite and a top shelf Virginia Tech ambassador. He came to Virginia Tech from Montour High School in McKees Rocks, Pennsylvania. He was a leader for those early Buzz Williams teams as he carried over from the previous staff. He played football for a year and as well earned his degree in political science. Following graduation, he went to VCU, GAing for the basketball team and earning a master's in sports leadership and then headed to San Diego State to earn a master's <laughs> in business administration. Smarty pants, smarty it's like, pants. It's like Justin Mutz over here. That's right. <laughs> Devin Wilson, how are you doing, man? I'm good, guys. How are you guys doing? I am fantastic. I am I am so thrilled for you, and I know we're going to talk a lot about your role. Um, but we actually have a, a, a fun fact lined up for you that Pat uh, Pat dug up. So go ahead, Pat. You know, after reading through the bio, I was like, wait a second. We've had uh, we've had a fair share of VCU Masters for uh, Center for Sports Leadership folks on the pod. Uh, Courtney Adams Yetzi, yep. who works in the athletic department at Duke now, and Charlie Howe who's got a big month coming up next month. Uh, he's the tournament championship director for the 2023 U.S. Open. You could catch that on your TV uh, in June, live from the L.A. Country Club. I don't know if you guys watched the uh, uh, the major, the PGA this past weekend. Michael Block, he he fired up everyone. So, uh, so that's awesome. By the way, Devin, Charlie says, what's up? That's my guy. Charlie, I got to meet him when I was at uh, VCU, and then Courtney was actually in my class, so good two people to choose right there so Devin is now back at Virginia Tech as the director 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 of student athletes all caps that's right all ca- <laughs> it's, it's in all caps on my uh on my doc uh director of student athlete alumni engagement at Virginia Tech first and foremost Devin we saw you at spring game sorry I'm stepping on your uh I started a sentence not knowing where I was going Pat so I'm stealing your question we saw you at the spring game weekend um I don't remember if I don't remember if you mentioned that this was something in the works or if you didn't. But how was spring game weekend for you? Getting back and seeing everybody. Spring game weekend, it was awesome. Uh, I came back strictly because I had already gotten the position. They offered me it about a week before, so I wanted to make sure I came to the spring game to be able to see all the alumni, especially football alumni, to be able to walk around and see different people who work at Virginia Tech that I knew from before. So I was able to walk around and see everyone. Got to get in touch with uh, Brendan Motley as well. He was the one who actually took the pictures for our graphic that they use on Twitter. So that was awesome as well. So coming back for the whole entire spring game weekend was perfect for just the entry into this position and then kind of lifting off and blasting off into 
starting on Monday and then going going through it. So I want to start this off with a story, and it's not one specific story, but it's a mantra that I always tweet. I always talk about John Robinson was the first one that exposed me to it, and it's always to bet on yourself. And whether we were having this conversation at Tots or whether we were having this conversation in California or wherever, um, you always had a vision that you wanted to enter collegiate athletics and eventually return home to Virginia Tech. And you are now in that position. You're working for one of your mentors in Whit Babcock. And I want to start there. Along your time at Virginia Tech, VCU, outside of it, San Diego State, who are some of the people that were most impactful to you to get to this point or advised you along as you were growing in your career? Yeah, sure. Uh, so the first one I would say who got me into wanting to work in the college athletics would be Whit Babcock. Um, actually, I don't know if you guys know this, but I wrote him a handwritten letter my senior year to him, just kind of explaining all the things that I think I wanted to thank him for what he kind of brought to Virginia Tech over the, over my tenure because there was so much growth and just coaching changes and just the overall brand of Virginia Tech was just huge by the time I ended up graduating. Um, so he was definitely really, really a person that I wanted to get in touch with and kind of create a relationship with early on. So he was the first person to kind of push me into that route. Um, and then going into VCU actually was Buzz Williams. He was actually the person to tell me to, that VCU had one of the best programs in the country. So I wanted to make sure that I checked it out. And so I give him a shout out for that because he's also that person who doesn't really care about basketball all the time. It might seem like that, but he really does care about his players and what they want to do with their lives and careers. And then going on from there, when I was at VCU, I got to meet someone named Greg Burton, who was a pretty big prominent figure for VCU and known around kind of the area for his being on talk shows. He used to work for ESPN for a long time and covered like Jordan and the Bulls. And he's obviously he one of my favorite people. So he helped me kind of guide myself along through that VCU process to kind of understand what I wanted to do with college athletics. And then Honestly, it was all just kind of my mindset to get my MBA at San Diego State. I wanted to kind of round off what I thought was something I lacked in, which was the business sense of college athletics. So I wanted to make sure that I had a nice, solid business acumen to be able to come into wherever program I was in and be able to make an impact immediately. You know, Devin, um, going out to VCU, spending time around Richmond and, uh, you know, some really bright, talented people, and then crossing the country, spending time in beautiful San Diego as well. Do you have any kind of cool stories to tell or, you know, I guess people that you have met during your time at either that, you know, uh, was something that when you were a student at Virginia Tech, you're like, I can't believe I'm rubbing elbows with these people or I can't believe I got to do something like that. That's a good question. Um, I would say when I got out to VCU, uh, meeting all the people there like Mike Rhodes and just learning about a whole entire new basketball system was really, really important for me because the only thing I knew was the Buzz Williams system. And as you guys know, that's a system that is very closed off. It's very one of a kind. So you don't really know what other systems are like. So being able to walk in and meet Coach Rhodes, he's a Pennsylvania guy, now being back at Penn State. And he was loved me because we were both Pennsylvania guys. So like being able to click with him on a daily basis was awesome. So you, you never know who you're going to meet in situations that will really impact you, but he was one of those people just from his daily work ethic, his, his outlook towards people, his outlook towards life as well. So he was very, he was very influential in me getting to where I wanted to get to just career-wise because when I was at BCU, I was working with the basketball team, not necessarily at administration. So he was able to kind of give me a path where I was able to work with the Dobo and Jimmy Martelli and kind of work over in development or go check out what they were doing at marketing. So he was really, really crucial in giving me the experiences that I need while I was at VCU. So walk me through the interview process. Um, you were busy taking our San Diego State Aztecs to the Final Four. Tremendous, tremendous accomplishment for San Diego State. Um, yeah. 
And when did you know this was a possibility? How did the interview process go through? I know that this is relatively a new role. Um, so how did that, how did that all kind of come together? Uh, I'll, I'll start from the beginning, honestly. So I've been trying to come back to tech for a while. I just always check on the job postings on the website. Just, I knew that I wanted to kind of be involved with somewhere that I had been involved with beforehand, instead of trying to build something at another university, I'd rather come back home and build where home is at. That's just kind of my personality. If, if anyone truly knows me. Uh, so around like January, that's when I kind of did that. And literally the day before they posted the job, I emailed wit, just letting him know like, Hey, I just finished up my MBA. I graduated looking, you know, to get around. We'd love to come back home. Just kind of just touching base with him. And then I also sent an email to Quentin Nottingham as well, just to look for a mentor in the area as well. So, and literally the next day they posted this job. So it was literally perfect. I was reading it and I was like, are you kidding me? I was like, who else would they even hire for this? Like, what, what are we even doing here? Like, just hire me now. That's like, what's in my brain, right? <laughs> so I was reading through and I was like, this is awesome. So uh, from the January 10th standpoint was when they posted it. Um, took about two, three weeks before I got my first interview. And that was uh, over Zoom with Raina, Evan Masson, Gill, and Sarah Lage. So they were able to kind of put me all together and kind of do an interview with the search committee. And then probably about a week later, I got a call from HR and they were kind of just letting me know like what the system would be, what the next process will be with the second round. And then I got the second round call for me to come out to Blacksburg to interview. And that was about a week and a half before the spring game. I think it was, it was, it was pretty recent uh, from the spring game. And that's when I came into town. I got to interview with Raina. I got to meet Brian Walter, who was the president at the time. Now it's Whitney Show Walter of the Monogram Club. Got to walk around, see different people, saw Bud that day as well. And then probably about a week later, they offered me the position and then took me about a month to get out here and to where I started on Monday, May 22nd. So now all of that to say, what is the Director of Student Athlete Alumni Engagement at Virginia Tech? What exactly is that role? What are you tasked with? Um, what does that look like? So I'll be tasked with overseeing and managing the Monogram Club, which is our student athlete. It's not a donorship club, but it's just a club for student athletes to be able to join after they're done playing. Uh, if we do have pay, you pay dues to be a part of it, but it gives you certain select benefits. Um, but essentially what my role will be doing is to engage the student athletes, alumni like yourself, Billy, to be able to come back into town in Blacksburg, be able to hold events like the golfing event that you all that you both were at. Um, there's also tailgates that we have for football games. Um, so essentially they're now finally putting one person over charge of all of that when before it was kind of just pieces of the job for certain people. So they finally put one person in charge of all of that. And that's kind of what I'll be tasked with is bringing people along, engaging them, building up our membership to get up to a certain number so we can be able to impact the current student athletes and then lead them into coming into the monogram after they're done playing. Real quick, Pat, before you go, I do encourage anybody who is a former athlete at Virginia Tech to go ahead and sign up. I believe it's, what is it, 50 bucks a year? Um, for the uh, yep. year. Yeah. $75 a year and then 50 of it goes to the endowment for the for those to come scholarship, which, which is scholarships just to student athletes, which is one of the best parts about our club, honestly, is that when you do pay your due, it's going right to the student athletes. So you're automatically giving mm -hmm. back as soon as you put in. So. Awesome. Great events. Great events. I had the opportunity to meet uh, Mr. Saunders when I was living in Atlanta and he uh, he introduced me to the whole program. And if you're a season ticket holder, it gets you priority points. You have great events to check out. Um, so I highly, highly uh, recommend everybody checking it out. It's a great way to touch base with folks that you used to play with or folks from years past or years after as we as we get older here. Yep. And to go off that too, Billy, it's, it's interesting because uh, the Monogram Club is like it hasn't been all that noted yet, 
but I think it's something where a lot of young student athletes who are just graduating and a lot of older alumni as well, if we're able to get involved, I believe it's something that this club could be could go through the roof, especially with the student athletes and the camaraderie we have at Virginia Tech. I think it could be awesome, especially in the next couple of years with us putting a, a more of a focus on it. Yeah. Off that note, Devin, you know, I know um, Billy and I both were at the For Those to Come tournament the last two years, and that was kind of the taste, um, the taste that I've seen of the Monogram Club. Now today, you know, even more than when we were students, the connectivity and the connectedness of uh, student athletes who are, you know, um, sharing sharing uh, facilities in Merriman, they're probably more connected now than they ever were before just by like social media and stuff. And then, you know, young alumni as well, but um, really kind of like zooming out, what would you say is your vision, you know, for the Monogram Club, even just, you know, looking at, I know you're on day two, but, um, you know, over the next, uh, you know, the next six months or the next few years, like kind of like, what do you see as some things that you think, um, you know, this, this club and this organization can reach? Yeah, for sure. Uh, if you guys, you guys know me well, I've already been thinking about things for the next like five years, obviously. So that's just kind of how my brain works is to be kind of not short term, but long term and then putting the work in to get to that long term goal. Um, but I think the first thing that I would love to see this become is I don't know if you guys are familiar with how the Alabama, Alabama family tradition is with their football team. So like those guys come back to games all the time. They're always around, even though they make money and they play in the NFL, they're consistently around the locker room. They're consistently around the guys. And I think that gives them an edge because those current athletes see those pros and they're like, man, like I, I can do that from here. Or let me talk to him. Now I have a relationship with him. So when it's my turn to get to the draft, I know someone and I can talk to them. And what's it like? What's it about? Because I remember when I was in school, the only time we ever had pros come in was when uh, Jimmy Butler and them came in for the reunion. And that was like the biggest time we had pros come in. Cause other than that, it was just Eric green would come in every now and then um, Ace Custis would come back every now and then, but it wasn't a overwhelming presence of alumni who were coming back and saying, yo guys, like, this is the place to be at. This is where you want to stay at. This is where you can make it to the league from. So I would love to see the philosophy of the monogram become that Alabama football family tradition style of just we keep it in Alabama. It's an Alabama way, but now it's just Virginia Tech and it's a hokey way. So that would be the main thing I would love to see a philosophy as. And then as for something of action, I think it's actually kind of funny because student athletes are like, they're all the same. It's really weird. The only <laughs> thing we want is gear. That's it. We just want shirts. We want shorts. We want hats. Like it's it's really interesting because you talk to all of them, and that's the one thing they're like, oh, I haven't got a shirt in like a year. And it's like I think that's the next thing I think I would love to implement is being able to get gear out to guys who have played because it just shows that we still care about you, even though you don't come back. We can still engage with you through our brand of Virginia Tech and with clothing, putting our monogram club on the back, putting your number on the back, putting your letterman year on it just making it so it's personalized but something that you can hold on to and it can be physical instead of always having to come back to blacksburg to be able to enjoy the the positives of the monogram club i love the ideas the ideas are flowing it's awesome <laughs> and then i mean i'm sure you've been bouncing a lot of ideas off of some folks that you were in school with or some folks you've met since school um but i want to ask a question about that who are some athletes that you either were in school with or you've connected with since graduating from tech that you think you want to kind of bring in and get involved, you know, not like, Hey, you're working next to me in the monogram club, but like, Hey, let's, let's involve some of these folks. We know that they're going to have good ideas. We know that they're going to want to, you know, give back uh, to this community. Yeah, sure. Um, the first person I reached out to was actually Malcolm Delaney because he was the, probably the most 
prominent figure from when I was coming in that like you knew who Malcolm Delaney was even when I was younger like you knew Virginia Tech because you knew 23 with the headband like that was kind of the thought process for people outside of Virginia so he was one of the first people I wanted to link up with just to kind of hear his thoughts and opinions because I know he hasn't been back in probably eight to ten years and that's like one of those things you look at and you're like why aren't you coming back so I wanted to ask him and figure out maybe what was the issues and then also on top of that he has businesses that he runs and i think it'd be an awesome thing to be able to get former student athletes to be able to bring business back to virginia tech as well i think it would help the community help the town and then would help obviously bring back them as well um so he was the first person i reached out to justin robinson is someone who's always just been in my corner he was real like pushing for me to get this job i know you i think he talked to a couple different people here to help me get in here too as well because he's trying to also get involved with virginia tech and helping with his clothing line and things of that nature um, I've talked to House Gaines. He just began his uh, cooking um, business that he had. So I figured why not one day have him up for a tailgate? You know, there's just a bunch of different things I think that we can do with our alumni because we're so well versed that I think it would be really, really beneficial just for everyone across the board to have people coming back. And then another thing that I was trying to really implement was like keeping it in the family, just like I said earlier with Brendan Motley taking the pictures for the graphic bringing in house games for cooking or bringing a so Baltimore business called so Blacksburg, maybe like things of that nature, I think would just be awesome overall. And then, you know, this was a really cool year as far as from a basketball perspective, um, because we were able to, you know, work with Liz and Georgia with the Queens of Castle. And it was an opportunity for, Hokie fans to kind of peek behind the lens of, of the student athletes and, you know, hear about their season, you know, when talking about the current student athletes, what would you say is today's perception of the monogram club among student athletes? Do they know what it is? Um, or I guess what is the current state and what would you like the future state to be? Uh, you got, like I said, you guys know me well, I'm going to be honest. It's non-existent. It's just, it's something that I don't think we have stressed because when you're a current student athlete, you're not thinking, what am I going to do after, you know, you're thinking I'm going to go pro. You're not thinking, am I going to join the alumni club at my old school? It's just not something that's in the forefront of your brain. So I believe that we just need to take steps and me and Raina have been talking about it already to be able to kind of deliver that message a little more clear and concise, make it a little more interesting for them to want to be involved also after. So getting them in programs that are geared towards the monogram club while they're still in school. So, and then also I don't think a lot of student athletes know about the monogram club. I had no idea what it was until I met Mr. Saunders. No, I was, no. I was actually in this exact same boat before I got the yeah. job and saw the job posting. I was like, I have never heard of this. I didn't know what it was like the way that I got my tickets or would come back. I would go through my strength coach or, well, that's the only way I can now was Dave Jackson. Cause everyone else has been gone. So I would go through my strength coach to be able to get tickets and things of that nature for the games um, where I would love that to be the monogram club. I would love everything student athlete alumni wise to come through the monogram club it would be lovely. So. Moving on to our rapid fire segment. Um, and first and foremost, I do want to say we've been doing these uh, these reads. So shout out to everyone who's going to South Block and Nova. Uh, but there's a new code. Go ahead. If you're looking for acai bowls, smoothies, something good to make you feel good, maybe after a workout, maybe to kick off your day. The Wendy's. Exactly. Everybody loves acai bowls. Um, 15% off through the end of June. Download the app, the South Block app. Type in Suns15. And you get 15% off of all of your smoothies and bowls until the end of June. That's a good deal. It's an amazing deal. Great deal. deal. I had had the peanut butter and jelly smoothie last week. And I was like, I don't need to eat lunch. I got (laughs) lunch right here. (laughs) Pat asked me, he said, hey, what are we eating for lunch? I said, we're not eating. We are drinking lunch. And it was fantastic. (laughs) It was good stuff. 
Um, Devin, for our uh, rapid fire, my first one, I ask everybody, if you could have dinner with th- uh, four people, dead or alive, where are you going to eat and who's going? Dinner with four people? Four people, dead or alive. Oh, God. Um, LeBron, Allen Iverson, Jamie Foxx, and That's a good question. I don't know. I don't know the last one, but we would definitely probably go to a hibachi spot. Mm-hmm. That'd probably be number one. And if I couldn't go to an hibachi spot, we go to DP Doe because your boy yeah. loves DP Doe. DP Doe, the best late night <laughs> option in Blacksburg. I will beat that drum until the day I die. Or uh, we shared. We shared this city. It was an. Ama- it was amazing. It's La La Land. There's no place in the world like it. What were your top three San Diego activities? Sunset Cliffs. That was yeah. one of my favorite. I found a nice spot, a secret spot there, Sunset Cliffs. Oh, oh, oh you found the secret spot. Oh. <laughs> of course. Okay. Who else would? Who else would? <laughs> Is it by the swing set? Is it that little swing set? No. Hey, no. Okay, you, might have you, thought, you thought you knew yeah. the secret spot because you don't have a secret spot. Bill. No, I, I, I have a secret spot. Right? Secret spot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Sunset Cliffs was beautiful. Um, I lived downtown, so going to Little Italy was always one of my favorite places to go to. It's beautiful over there. And then... I used to, uh, and then I also was an intern up at UCSD, so I got to spend a lot of time at La Jolla and just on that campus in general. And it's being in La Jolla is one of the most beautiful places in the in the country, no no doubt about it. Yeah, there's no uh, any chance I get the opportunity. If you have not been to San Diego, you are making a mistake. Absolutely unbelievable, beautiful. Find a way to get out there. Oh, so I never got to, I never got to try and surf though. I never got to learn so. Standing up on a surfboard is one of the best feelings in the world. Um, I don't know exactly how it looked from a third person. It probably didn't look that great, <laughs> but it was it was uh, exhilarating. That's true. That's true. So I'm going to use a buzzword here. That it, oh, buzz! It's a double entendre. I'm going to use a buzzword here that I associate with Devin Wilson. I have associated with Devin Wilson since uh, I watched you play, and that is grit. You embody the gritty, getting down to it. Just pestering, handling stuff, Zion stopper, handling all of the business. After you left Virginia Tech, who are the top three grittiest players you've seen on the hardwood? You can do men's or women's basketball, but who are the three grittiest players you've seen since you've left? First one that popped in my mind was Ace Baldwin. He was a point guard at VCU. He's now at Penn State. So I got to spend like a year with him. He's he's a gritty dude. He's, he's mm-hmm. in it for it every single day. Um... Padula. I think Padula is a gritty guy. I think I think he's scrappy. He wants to fight. He wants to compete all the time. He wants to win. And you can see it by the way he plays. Mm, Boots Radford. Okay. Boots is a – he's probably the grittiest, actually. I'd probably put him number one. He's he's every bit about the dog life and just working out and just being in the gym and just being an end-up dude as well. With I know you guys have seen his interactions with Elise online and everything. He's just mm-hmm. all around a really good guy as, as long as – as well as being a gritty – individual on the court as well and then i got i got three from your time at tech here devin what was your favorite song to hear at big house <laughs> uh honestly none of them that was one place they just, they just didn't play they just didn't sometimes play the music you wanted them to play that's why you had to go to top sometimes you know what i mean but i mean favorite song there's the song that they play like right before they put the lights on that everyone loves in there. And I, but I don't know what it is. It's not probably sweet Caroline. closing time. 
Yeah, closing time. There. Yeah, that's that, that's that's a white right. people. That's a white people special, dude. We it, love that song. It gets we, me going a little bit. Yeah. My half my half side gets that gets that <laughs> feel a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> I the reason I asked that question, Dev, is because I was looking at my Snapchat memories uh, like two weeks ago, and I had a memory from like six years ago, and it was just a picture of you at Big Al's. Um, so I'll have to send it to you. Yeah, please. Um, can only <laughs> Yeah, Todd's karaoke. What are you singing? I've actually never done that, shockingly. Oh. So I might have to pull that off now that I'm an employee. So, um, anyways, uh, what am I singing? It's, it's the first thing that came to my head was "Don't Stop Believing." I don't know why, but that's mm-hmm. that's kind of popped into my head. It gets the crowd going. It's provocative. You can go with that. It's provocative. <laughs> it gets people going. <laughs> If anyone catches that movie line. Yeah, right. Uh, at the crime scene, LOL. Who is or who was, so in your time at Virginia Tech, um, you know, you're on the football team, you're on the basketball team. Who was the best athlete that you were ever around? Whether it was, you know, just playing pickup ball or just tossing around the football. Who was something you were like, there's no way there's anyone else on this campus more athletic than this guy? Yeah, that's, that's an Isaiah. I would. Yeah. I'm glad you said that because he's, I was going to ask you a question. He's like and, he's athletically a freak. He just never got to show it because he didn't get to play basketball. He came over and hooped with us a couple times, and it was like, yeah, he could he could have played with us for sure. That's what I was going to ask you. I was going to say if Isaiah were to have played basketball for Tech, or let's just say he would have played anywhere in the ACC. You see, you see him being a 10 point, 15 point scorer in in college basketball. You see oh, him yeah. being a starter in college basketball. Oh yeah, because he he's like a, an attack mode too when he plays like basketball. Like so, he's always trying to get to the cup, always trying to get to the rim. He can shoot it well too with his lefty stroke. So like he was like, if he would have played in the ACC, he'd have been a solid player in the ACC, no doubt about it. What's funny about him is, and I know you're the same way. He's the biggest, like he's the biggest LeBron guy. Like LeBron walks on water, you know, often, yeah. oftentimes taking shots at uh at, at Jordan. But <laughs> you know him personally, and. And I do, and, and I sent this text when I watched the Jordan doc that came out. The mannerisms and the way that he acts is almost identical to how Jordan acts in the acts in the Last Dance. I can see that. I can see where I, you're coming from with that. I, I had like four or five friends say, like the way he responds to people and kind of his attitude. That was uh, I just saw a ton of similarities it, in that. It's interesting you say that because he's the type of person like he's not going to tell you he's good, mm-hmm. but like if you say like. Yeah, you're good, man. He'll be like, I know. Like, yeah. in his head, he's gonna be like, I know. Like, I know. Yeah. He's humble as ever, but he's gonna be like, Yeah, I know. Like, mm-hmm. so yeah, yeah. I see what you're saying. He has that kind of like attitude and mannerisms. He's not out in your face like, I'll kill you or I'll I'll put thirty on you or mm-hmm. score four touchdowns. But he's very much so like that inside of his own mindset. I feel like, right. Would love to have another Isaiah Ford. I'll say that. Yeah, so letters from the lunch pail. We got one letter from the lunch pail. I actually wrote this in. Um, we talked I'm about so buzz. fired up for his answer. I, yeah. I'm so, I'm so, I'm <laughs> I know. Put myself on mute because he's about to do God's work. I know Billy especially is going to love this. Um, so having played for Buzz and having played for Coach Fuente and having a Twitter account, Devin, I am sure you have seen some people say some mean things about your former coaches <laughs> on the internet. Um, we'll talk about Buzz right now since he left Virginia Tech on his own accord. What is Devin Wilson's message to Hokie fans who may be disgruntled with Buzz Williams? My message would be 
he took us from a place that most coaches get fired from in a year if it's not turned around in time. And on top of that, he was able to turn young men into grown adults. And then to also add on top of that, just because I, I feel like it should be basketball-wise as well, he was able to take us from – so let's break it down. My freshman year was James Johnson. We went 2-16 and 16 in the ACC. We went 9-22. and 22. My sophomore year, we went 11-22, and 22, last in the ACC place with Buzz his first year. That By the time I was a junior and we finished the season, we finished sixth place in the ACC. Now, I know a lot of people do like remember that time, but like that's a huge jump, especially for the ACC at the time, because it was easily the best conference in the country, like not even close. And then you add that on to we go to the NIT, we win a game at home. So that was able to bring the crowd. He was the first coach, I think, to jump into that crowd, like jumped into the crowd. All the players were in the crowd celebrating with the fans. I thought that was like one of the coolest possible things you could do as a coach and like allow your players to do as well, because now you see like Kansas State did it. Um, a couple other schools have just jumped into their – I think Iowa State did it once. So, like, a bunch of teams now jumped in the stands. So, I think I thought that was cool. So, I would say that he's someone that took us from the bottom of the barrel and put us into the top of the barrel to where now our fans expect us to be good every single year. And when we're not, they're going at us on Twitter. So, that would be my message. Thank you. I've been, I've been saying this for years. Um People need to have some humble pie. People need to calm down, go touch grass. I, I appreciate you doing God's work. So I'm glad we won't have to address this again. Glad we're all. Uh, how, how could you be mad at him? He left at the perfect time to take the perfect job. Like, I mean, that's exactly what you want as a coach who comes in and kind of makes you want to win and then goes and does what's best for him and his family. You know, he's a builder. Guy likes to build. Picking up the t- uh, picking up the Lincoln logs and the Legos, man. You can't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, have two, uh, I have two buzz things. One. I remember the night, the night that Buzz was introduced to Virginia Tech in 2014. Um, 2014? Yeah, spring of 2014. I was a little freshman. We were little freshmen. (laughs) um, I remember going to the, going to Castle, sitting in the stands and and just being at his first presser and, uh, you know, free pizza for everyone. I was like, this is the best night of college, you know, like. You know, I just saw us lose to Duke in football in the fall. Like, all of a sudden, Buzz Williams is here like, holy moly, like, this just, is going to be awesome. Just imagine the the first team meeting we have with him. Yeah. <laughs> I bet it was sick. So, yeah. Well, wait, hold on. Before we tail on, what what was the first team yeah. oh, first, first team meeting. <laughs> yeah, let's hear it. We had everyone in there. It was everyone from the previous team. We walked in there, and it, it was like business right away. Like, I saw our members business right away, and he was just like – but he was like kind of talking to us like as if like saying like, I want you all to know that what's about to come, most of you won't get through. Like he was just being honest, like what we do here is going to be very, very difficult. And literally that turned that like you should have seen like the people's faces in that room like immediately. Like it, it wasn't shocking to see that so many people left after because they just weren't ready for what he was going to bring in. And then it was funny because I won't say who, who it was in the meeting, but he uh, he was texting during the meeting. Right. yeah terrible choice right (laughs) terrible choice so he's texting he was texting during the meeting and buzz saw him and he's like he's like you texting he's like are you serious right now like you're really texting me or texting in the middle of my meeting and he let it go which was amazing he was like whatever i'm not even gonna worry about it like five minutes later he's still texting (laughs) so like buzz is finally like okay that person was gone like probably a week later 
Like it was, it was like that quick. So like, it was just, it was interesting to see, like, he was like, I'm coming in to change whatever is happening here. And if you're not along for the ride, you can, you can step out the door, but the people who come along will benefit from it. And that's exactly like the words he said. He literally said, those who stay will benefit from it. And I mean, he wasn't a liar. So one last thing on that. Deion Sanders doesn't have a history of doing this, but it sounds like that is the verbiage that comes in when you take over a team. So everybody freaking out. That's how it works. When you come in and you're looking to change a program, stuff's going to change. If for, for Coach Williams, it was this is going to be really hard. For Coach Sanders, it was I'm bringing Louie. <laughs> it's just packaged a little bit different. Pat, I'm sorry. Please tell us about the best day of college you ever had with the pizza. Oh, this is great. Um, <laughs> I had so like it's like halfway through the presser. Um, me and a few others had to get to a German club meeting. We like just gotten in. Like we were like you know newbies on the block. Oh yeah, freshman and- Pat was president and all that. I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> so I, you know, I'm ex- exiting the aisle, walking up the stairs uh, with one of my buddies, and Buzz just like interrupts the meeting and just yells like. Hey, where are you guys going? You know, and uh, I'll have to send you guys the clip because someone saved it from the uh, from the press <laughs> video. But uh, that was always that was always a classic. And uh, those next three years after that were awesome. And then you know, Devin over here, he wasn't texting in that meeting. He he was able to ride it out. Nope. Um, and then Devin hits that you know, <laughs> the late in the shot clock, uh, half court shot. Was it Princeton? Yep. Against Princeton in the NIT was that the, the glass? Was that the uh, so was that the NIT game you're talking about? Was it Princeton yep. or was it um yeah, the Princeton. other one? I think Which it was Northwestern one? we played. Was the Northwestern? Yeah, no, Northwestern was um the Big Ten challenge. Oh, who did we play in the second round of the NIT then? BYU. We lost to them in Utah. So we beat okay. We beat Princeton at home in the first round. We lost to B. I remember watching that BYU yep. game, and then um, I was in full pads a week later with my man Billy. That's right. <laughs> Making making one handed catches in the end zone, dude. Don't I was cooking to start. Either. I started spring game. Don't forget that. Don't forget I, that. I did not forget. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say anyone was injured or didn't play in it. But I started. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Hey, never, never, uh, never take spring game for face value. But sometimes you got to take it all at face value. You know, got to have to. So he hits the half court shot and. And we go crazy. I mean, oh, I, mean, oh, I thought there was going to be some. <laughs> I mean, I well, this happened multiple times like that year. Yeah. Like Devin, Devin would he, Devin would look up, see like two on the shot clock, and just like turn and chuck it. And there was just- nothing better than than seeing that thing go down like with five seconds and me having the ball. It's like ugh, I get to just jack this bad boy up with no repercussions, no no consequences. And every single time it'd go in, I'm like, ugh, I need to start doing this a little more often. But what are you gonna do? <laughs> <laughs> late late clock dev dev we are so happy to have you back at virginia tech we're excited and we're excited to help you build i think you're going to do some really awesome things here um and we're looking forward to uh to what you're going to bring to virginia tech man best of luck thank you man i appreciate you guys keep doing what you're doing with Sunday saturday man the, the events you guys had at spring game was awesome with the live music bringing back former players that's that's kind of the stuff i'm talking about so you guys are already kind of putting your hand in it so i appreciate all you guys do as well I'll send over a calendar invite. We'll do some. Uh, we'll do some more stuff. We'll get a. We'll get a brain sesh, uh, brainstorm going. Definitely, I'm with that. Awesome. Take care, Deb. Appreciate you guys. It's 
time to wander, tripping in the sand. We smoke out windows, drink till we can't stand. But I saw you dance like you want to in my head. And all that she said is, Oh, I know just what you're thinking. Dude.